0: Rumble, young man, rumble. Ain't nobody gon' hustle like me I stay up on my grind You sit and wonder why you can't get it like me Cause you're wasting time Ain't nobody gon' hustle like me I stay up on my grind Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you to the Less Shine, More Grind podcast hosted by yours truly, Al Cole Jr. Now what I want you to do right now, I want you to get your cell phones out. And whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, go follow us right now, LSMG Podcast. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LSMG Podcast. You can also go to our website, LSMGpodcast.com Please come follow us Now before we get into it I first want to thank our sponsors And I want to thank the Most High for another opportunity to get it right Now, let's get into it Let's go What's up? What y'all want to talk about today? I know what I want to talk about I want to talk about The seven deadly letters Seven of them One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. L O Y A L T Y. Loyalty. 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 Now I know a lot of people think they understand what the word means a lot of people believe that they are actually loyal people so let's get into the definition of what loyalty means according to the webster dictionary all right so webster says that loyalty is the quality of being loyal a strong feeling of support or allegiance okay i mean that's that's pretty generic doesn't really give a give any really good description of what it means let's see what the urban dictionary says that loyalty means according to urban dictionary loyalty means making something or someone a priority and doing so in small and discreet but meaningful ways Hmm, interesting look when it comes to loyalty one of my sticking points when it comes to any relationship is loyalty and your integrity and your honor I actually have honor tattooed on my left forearm and I have loyalty tattooed on my right forearm so to me and please feel free to you know hit us at lsmgpodcast.com you can hit us on facebook you can hit us on Instagram or Twitter and tell us what you think your definition of loyalty is. But my definition of loyalty is it's kind of like what New Edition said. Can you stand the rain? Like it's easy to hold somebody down when it's when it's convenient, when everything is going good, when everything is shining, and you all the way up. That's not very hard to say, I'm going to stick by you. And when anybody come against you or anything comes against you, I'm going to be there to hold you down. When it gets tough is when you aren't getting along. When it gets tough is when it's not so convenient. When things aren't as sunny. When it's actually raining. And when when it's time to actually dig in and actually have to fight and stand up. That's when people's loyalty can come into question. So I'm gonna tell you a story about my homeboy, right? And good guy, super good guy, super great dad. Tries to do the right thing for the most part. And he and his old old lady, you know, they were doing well. You know, he had a good job. Things were going really, really well. And they were thriving. You know, they had children. Had a house. Uh, it's a good situation. Well, they fell onto some hard times. Um, one of the cars went down, so they were down to one car, and the car wasn't in the best shape. And for him, I mean, you know, as a man, where I can relate is when you've when you, when you've called yourself uh, a provider. And you take pride in taking care of your family. You take pride in providing for your children. You take pride in making sure that you know your lady, your woman, your wife, your fiance is taken care of, that she doesn't have to get out here and do the hard work. She doesn't have to get out here and figure out how to make a way. Uh, we take pride in those things. So for him, he's a very prideful guy. They were down to one car and he asked, look, You know, this car has to get us back and forth to work, okay? So, when you take the car in the morning, I need you to go straight to school, and then I need you to come straight home, like no detours. Not because I'm trying to control you, but this is how we eat. And if this car goes down, then we're going to be in some trouble because I won't be able to get to work we won't have anywhere to live, we won't have any money. Pretty simple. You know, sounds pretty straightforward, pretty simple. However, for his lady at the time, the idea that she would be required to maybe make an additional some additional sacrifices maybe be uncomfortable for a minute may have been too much to handle, just depending on, you know, where she was mentally or emotionally. So what ends up happening, she's driving the car, but she has a friend. They go to school together, but her friend lives a little bit past where the school lives. So she would pick her friend up, and then, you know, they would go to school. Now, under any other circumstances, that would be perfectly fine. You know, that's that's cool. You know, that's that's your girl. You're supposed to look out. But in the case of my family needs to be able to survive and this car is not healthy and my husband asked me to, I'm going to do this because I'm loyal to one, my family, two, I'm loyal to, you know, what he asked me to do. And he asked me to go straight there, asked me to come straight back because of the situation. And what ended up happening is, you know, he found out she had been taking her friend. They, they got into a, an argument about it. Um, but then he was very adamant about, look, I'm not trying to control you. I'm not trying to be your father. I'm not trying to do none of that. I'm simply trying to make sure I can take care of my family. This is hard enough as it is. Just please just honor what I'm asking you to do. You know, just honor what I'm asking you to do. Week goes by. You know, he gets a call. He's like, babe, the car broke down. Can you come get me or call the tow truck? And he's like, okay, baby, I'm on my way. Like, no problem. You know, where are you? Well, I'm at my friend's house. And he was crushed. He was completely crushed by that because we're supposed to be in this together and we're supposed to be riding together and I was very clear about if the car goes down we go down and just because you felt like I'm going to do what I want to do jeopardized the whole family and was more loyal to her friend more than her family and those type of things are the small things that really erode relationships so when you talk about loyalty right here's the flip side of that I got another homeboy bless him he needs some prayer y'all bless him throw one up for him throw one up high for him you know He has a great, great, great woman. And when I say great, he was never the type to get out here and lead. He wasn't the type to jump in front of his family and say, hey, put it all on me. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to lead. I'm going to provide. I'm going to be the the rock of our family. I'm going to be what stability looks like. That just was never him. However, she loved him anyway. But where we get into a problem is she specifically asked him he went out and got a great job great job he was working at GM moved his way up, started making some really good money things were going very well because now he's in a different position he's in a position where he can actually go in and 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 hold his head high have his chest stuck out and say hey I'm taking care of my family Well. He started drinking. The drinking turned into smoking. She asked him, look, I want to go back to school. I want to finish my degree. Like you're making enough money to where I can work part time and go to school and you can take care of the house. Of course he was, no problem, baby, no problem. Sounds good. Man, he started drinking. He started smoking start doing more smoking, more smoking. She comes to him one day. she says, I need you to stop smoking so much because that smoking, now you're being late to work. Like you can't get to work on time. And the drinking, you know, you can't eat, you can't function right, you know, when you're around the house, you're either drunk or you're high, like, what's going on? And so, you know, that went on for a little while. One day at the job, and." The way things go, he was perfectly sober on this day. He hadn't drinking any, he hasn't he hadn't drank, he hadn't smoked anything. So he worked outside, moving the cars from the trailer or the train or whatever in, into the building or whatnot, something like that. Something he told me like that. Man, he got in a car and some kind of way the accelerator got stuck. Accelerator got stuck, boom, he smacked into another car. You know, they make sure he's okay first. He was fine, but you know when you're a union and whatever, you have one of those accidents. They have to drug test you, so they dropped him, and he dropped dirty. But he ended up getting suspended. But him getting suspended, I don't know how it works with the union. And this is what he this is what he's telling me. But he got suspended. Um, basically, tried to go to you know war with GM about him getting suspended. And it just, it turned into a really, really, really bad um, back and forth case. He ended up losing his job. So look, she can't go back to work. She working part time, not finished with school. He lost a job. Good paying job, good benefits. You know how it go. Lost her house. Lost her car essentially lost his family, went into a deep depression, and lost it all. And I asked him, why did you just throw it all away? Like, why wouldn't you just go to work, let her do what she needed to do, get done, and then come back and build? Like, what were you going through? And his answer was, actually surprised me. He said, I didn't want to. I said, what the hell you mean you didn't want to, man? You got a whole family. What do you mean you didn't want to? He said, I didn't want to because it felt like she was telling me what to do. I said, but look, she's been riding with you the whole time while you were trying to get it together. Why would you throw that away? And he just simply said again, I didn't want to. I I didn't want her telling me what to do. I didn't want her bossing me around. I was completely blown away by that, but I'm not surprised. One of my favorite speakers, Eric Thomas, he has a segment that he did called U.O.U. And it's one of my favorite segments because it does break down what we actually are responsible for and the number one person we should be loyal to. And that's us. The first person we're supposed to be loyal to is us. You owe you. And that's one of the hardest things for most people to get a grasp on because if a person can't be loyal to themselves and not gonna look out for themselves not gonna do what's best for themselves. How in the world can we expect somebody to be loyal to us? It's misplaced loyalty. It's like a loyalty bind, really. Uh, When we talk about loyalty, we often are looking at it from a selfish perspective. You should be loyal to me because I've done X, Y, and Z for you. But that is a contract. I do something for you in return. You're loyal to me. That's like a job. You should be loyal because it comes from the heart. You should be loyal because that's the type of person that you are. But opportunity is the biggest threat to loyalty. I've had friends I've gone back with for 20 plus years. We'll hit a valley and someone else will come along and what would look like, you know, a mountain, and they'll immediately go jump over to the mountain and then think that that's gonna work. And then when things fall apart, they're right back, like, yo, my man, we gonna... I'm like, whoa, hold up, man. Like, if you riding with me, you riding with me. But if you don't know or your loyalty can be bought or your loyalty can be tested by a change of circumstances, and you're not loyal, man. You're not loyal. A lot of people are operating under false pretense. So I know what we really wanna get down to. I know what you're listening and waiting for. I know with jobs, with work, cars, and stuff like that, and people choosing sides, and that type of conversation about loyalty, But let's talk about in a relationship, let's talk about the romantic side, and let's talk about infidelity, loyalty, and where that sits. Quick story. Got a homeboy, married, kids, Hold on. I speak to a lot of I speak to a lot of people who have gone through some really crazy things in their marriages, in their relationships, and some stuff that have you I mean, mind blown, jaw dropped, I mean eyes popped out of your skull like I can't believe I'm hearing this. And I've gone through, man, I've gone through the gauntlet. I've gone through the gauntlet. Oh, my God. So, quick story. My man, he uh, married kids, whole thing. You know, relationship is up and down. Up and down, up and down. They get to a really rough patch. And... They're not getting along on the best terms. Come to find out that this lady is, is stepping out on. And as most of you know, for a lot of guys, this is like the worst thing imaginable. I mean, you can do a thousand things to a guy. You tell him that and it's the end of the world. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna front. I'm not gonna lie Even if He himself Has been jammed up before And not been on the up and up With his fidelity Let those roles be reversed And boy oh boy I mean it's, it's World War 3 It's the end of the world So I wanna acknowledge that Cause I know the lady's gonna be like Wait, wait a minute Cause he He probably was Okay Alright You know I'm gonna get on him too We gonna talk about him too But The whole loyalty thing, when, it's kind of like when we were growing up, and I got two siblings. I got a sister, I got a younger sister, I got a younger brother. When it came to people outside of my sister and brother, you couldn't say anything about my brother or my sister. Now, we might get on each other's head, and we might talk to each other. Man, you know, you know Dave did this, and you know... Man, me and him gonna have a problem All woo, woo, woo. All right, man, he be tripping. His temple be, be tripping. We can have that conversation, but don't let somebody on the outside have that conversation. And so what we ran into with him, he's telling me what, what's happening. He's telling me what's going on. And he said, you know, he understood and expected for the get back to come. He expected for karma to come back. He expected Karma to come back, real, real raw, which it did. She came back, came back super raw, super hard. The part that that had me blown away, and I know y'all, this this is gonna be a twist that y'all gonna be like, what? He actually got into it with his wife's. Is it a Mister? If it's a man, is that right? Is it a Mister? If it's a mistress, is it a Mister? I'm gonna have to look that up. Somebody out there, tell me, is it a Mister? The wife's affair partner, is that a Mister? Anyway, he got into it with 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 old Buddy. They got into a war of words over the phone. Expected, you know. Expected. However, the war of words was about the man standing up and acknowledging. Mm that he had himself been in a relationship with my boy wife. I said, what? He said they were arguing or going back and forth about him acknowledging and admitting to being in a relationship with his wife because this guy was married too and so this guy was telling his wife, hey, I don't know what she talking about. She's crazy. She's delusional, um, she's she's stupid, her husband's stupid, just going in. And uh, he told the guy, look, one thing that I'm not going to allow you to do is talk about my wife like she's a piece of trash. Because he was talking about having his sisters jump on her and everything, just perpetuating the lie and taking it all. I mean, he took it past the grave. And so he's telling this, he's like, no, what you're not going to do it's make it seem like my wife is just a piece of trash. And, you know, it was just, she's crazy. She's making this up. She's delusional. No, you're gonna stand up like a man and say, hey, this is what I did. And boom, that's gonna be it. Cause you're talking about jumping on her and this and that. I can come see you right now. I will pull up on you right now. And he's telling me this, and I'm. Perplexed. I'm I'm blown away. I'm I'm super confused because I'm like, yo, hold up. You just found out that your wife messing around on you. You have a conversation with the guy, and it's about the guy not honoring your wife. Like your wife didn't honor your wife. He said something to me so heavy. He said that it's still my wife until she's not my wife. And I'm going to protect her at all costs, no matter what the situation is. So if it's somebody talking about going against her, then that's a problem, and I cannot allow that because my loyalty to her is to, I said, well, man, that's kind, of a, that's kind of an oxymoron considering everything that you guys have been through. And he said, I know, but at the same time, I still have a duty to ride for her and not let anybody just outright come against her. I said, wow, wow. So the guy, you know, they got off the phone and he's telling her that I just put my life on the line for you because I'm gonna ride for you no matter what I'm gonna be down and we had a conversation about whether or not that's loyalty and I really couldn't decide I, I couldn't decide if that was loyalty or you know if that was stupidity honestly Because when the roles were reversed, and this is the conversation that we're having, when the roles were reversed, when he found out about initially, and he asked her, hey, to nip that in the bud. So he's telling me the story out of order. And I'm sitting looking about as confused as you guys are looking, but just stick with me. He says that that wasn't the first time that he had words with this guy, actually had words with him before, and they got into it. when I see you, it's going to be like that. It's going to be a problem. When I roll up on you, it's going to be a problem. When I see you, it's going to be a problem. And at that point, he had asked his wife, he said, yo, like, I know what we're going through is is some ugly, nasty shit, it is. But please don't put me in a position to have beef in the streets with some dude over my wife. Don't, Don't do that to me. Like, please don't do that. And he's getting emotional, you know, at this point. I'm like, come on bro, like this is not over. You know, I, I ain't I don't I don't I don't I don't bring you here to to, to shed no tears. I, I get it, you know, I understand I've been there. Um but he said not days after that and they had a really long conversation about, you know, fixing their, their problems, making it work. But not long after that, after he asked her, yo, like this dude is threatening me. Um, we threatened each other. You know, we got kids together. Don't, don't put me in that position. He said, shortly after that, um, maybe a few days or so, you know, she was still hanging with the guy whatnot or whatever. And he said, it wasn't the affair that hurt him. He said he was hurt by the affair but he expected that to happen. He said it was the decision to put his own safety and his own life below or underneath or behind this guy that she was dealing with and that dealing with this guy was more important than his life, uh, his children's life, and anything like that. And I had to take a pause because it was so heavy. He said he, he didn't, the two are not synonymous. He said, faithfulness and loyalty go together. They absolutely do but they are not synonymous because you can be faithful in a relationship and not loyal. You can also be loyal in a relationship and not faithful because everybody doesn't operate under, we just see each other. Me and you, we date exclusively or we have a monogamous relationship. Some couples operate under the Hey, you do what you do, I do what I do, but I'm gonna hold you down. I'm gonna make sure nobody ever comes in between us or threatens us. I was like, whoa, okay. We're going into some levels right now. Okay. I looked at that because for me, I had always said that the two go hand in hand. You can't be faithful and then be disloyal. Or I say that you're, you know, loyal, but you're being unfaithful. And the more and more that I thought about it, the more and more that I had discussions about it, I have come to understand that in all of our relationships, there is a requirement to be loyal because our relationships won't require faithfulness because our relationships won't set up the same. But if you ride with me, then you ride with me. And you talk about a lesson. After he told me that, it kinda changed my whole perspective about loyalty altogether. What we require from each other and the relationship between loyalty and integrity. Because you can be loyal to somebody as long as that situation is beneficial. As long as you have eyes on you, you're loyal nobody's gonna ride harder than you ride. But when nobody is looking, that's when your integrity comes into play. So when we talk about relationships, let's talk about a non-romantic relationship. If you and I are friends, there isn't a chance in hell that I'm going to let anybody come against you. And that's whether in word, in action, even in spirit, the way you move and bringing that negative energy around. If we're riding together, we're riding together, period. And we're gonna ride till the wheels fall off. You know, a lot of people were not raised that way. Wasn't raised to be loyal. A lot of people are out here just trying to survive. And survival breeds desperation. and Desperation doesn't have any loyalty. You are just trying to get by. And so you're going to take any opportunity that you can. We call them opportunists. They're going to take advantage of any opportunity that they can. It's all bad. All bad. A lot of people out here doing dirt. People will do you dirty in a heartbeat. Talk bad, talk behind your back, smile in your face. Call them backstabbers, OJs. Backstabbers, smiling in your face. All the time they want to take your place. (laughs) Speaking of the OJs, let me give you, let's close with this story about Loyalty binds, right? Let's close out with one last story about loyalty binds. Okay, so the year is 19, I would say 71, 72, somewhere in that era, and my father and my uncles. Some of the people from the neighborhood had a band called Stepping Into Tomorrow. Big time, big time, local band. So, my uncle Danny, which is my dad's younger brother, is the lead singer of the band my dad is a drummer. And a few other uh, pieces to the band. Um, one night they opened for the O.J.s. And in show business, when you open for a major act or a headliner, it is against the rules, or I guess one of those unspoken rules that you don't perform any of their material. Well, just so happens that stepping into tomorrow did cover an OJ's record and they tore the house down with the record. Completely tore the house down, performed the record, and I mean, just went crazy, went bananas. So, after the night, the uh, manager for the OJ's stops them, tells my father, hey listen, you guys got something really really good, you got something really special. Uh, We'd like an opportunity to manage you and maybe get you guys a record deal. So we're gonna be back in town in three weeks. We wanna meet with you guys, make sure, you know, this is is something that lines up with what you wanna do and what our company wants to do. In the meantime, don't do anything to the group, don't change the group, don't change the sound, don't do anything. So three weeks comes, manager comes back, they have a meeting, manager says, listen, We're gonna provide you guys with transportation, new equipment, and a new place to record. And what we want in return, we want you guys to sign with management, and then we're gonna take you and walk you into the record companies and get you guys a record deal. Static, right? Amazing, you you couldn't get get more of a, a dream come true. So, in the months leading up to manager coming back to hear new material to see you know what's going on Uh, they're performing, they're in the studio and one day, the day before the OJ's manager is is headed back to meet with them to see the progress and see what's going on, one of the band members takes the van that was provided by the management company with all of the equipment in it and disappears for two or three days And of course, the management company shows up and there's no van, there's no equipment and no deal. Everything went out of the window. When the van does show back up, all of the equipment is gone. One of the band members apparently had a drug problem. And my father, as the booking agent and the manager of the band, goes on to say, during this meeting, that the guy's fired, of course, you're fired. Well now, the band is split because there's a mutiny. Because for all this time, my father was loyal to his brothers. So, when his brothers would miss rehearsal, his brothers would miss a show his brothers would not wear, you say, we're performing tonight and we're wearing, you know, black. Brother would show up in white. And all this time, because my brother, my father was loyal to his brothers, uh, mainly his his younger brother, um, you know, he let those things slide. And in letting those things slide, the other band members would take notice where his loyalties lie. So when it came time to kick this guy out of the band, because he just cost him a record deal, the group said, if he goes, we all go. Because you haven't taken that kind of stance with anybody else leading up to now. Wow. And so, my father being the way that he is, as bullheaded and stubborn as he is, he said, fine. Everybody's fired, you all can go. And that was the end of his performing days. And when he tells me that story, he doesn't, he doesn't speak about it in a what if, shoulda, woulda, coulda, my life would be different type of story. He tells me, well, he told me the story in an effort to make me understand that. If you're gonna stand for something and be loyal to something or someone, then it has to be across the board with everybody else. And that was one of the first lessons, you know, that he taught me. I think I had to be maybe 12 or 13 when he told me that story, and it just resonated with me. Actually, it just now resonating with me when I'm when I'm speaking to you guys. Um, but that completely blew me away his loyalty in the long run cost him and that's why this episode is called Seven Daily Letters because it cost him big time